Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Revenge of the 90s, a movie podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Dan. And I'm Bronson. And we're talking about the 1994 Keanu Reeves super hit, Speed. When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hotshot! There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now. Are you insured? Yeah, why? I think that is a super hit. It is. It absolutely is. So the thing about Speed for me is it's always a real pleasure to put on because it's got what I think is two of the greatest uh, forgotten action scenes. Because when someone says something about Speed, you think, oh, that movie about the bus. But it's got that whole elevator opening, and then the subway ride end. And they're too much. That movie, it's it's nonstop action. After watching that movie, I forgot how much, how little downtime there is in that movie. That I, the first twenty minutes of it is just that elevator scene, and and like two minutes after that, it goes right into where the bus is blowing up on the street, inexplicably, of course, that somehow Dennis Hopper (laughs) planned it that the bus would blow up that way, but right. You know the thing about the elevator for me is, as I remember as a kid, I was always confused. I'd always get Speed and Mission Impossible confused in my head. I'll tell you what. I, between the, those movies, those the idea of being on an elevator while it... Uh, being on top of an elevator while it went up scared the hell out of me. I had no <laughs> idea when that would ever happen to me, that I would somehow be on the outside of an elevator with it going up, but I just assumed that I'd get impaled on the... Uh, the end of you it. knew that day was coming. I knew at some point in my life I'd be stuck in that situation and just have to like shrug my shoulders and be like, well, I always knew it would happen this way. You'd think they would I, have a little bit of room above an elevator for just such an occasion. Right, that no one had ever thought, you know, just in case something happens where, you know, someone had the maintenance worker, for God's sake, it doesn't have to be a terrorist situation. <laughs> just someone working on the damn elevator wouldn't have to get their head cut off. <laughs> but hey, that's you know that's corporate America. For it's you. a dangerous business. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that even that that elevator sequence at the beginning rivals some of the best stuff on the bus. I would say that that beginning like first act of speed definitely. And you is. know the thing is when I was watching it uh, to get ready for this podcast, that elevator scene came on, and I kept thinking like, oh, this is where that woman gets cut in half. And then she didn't. But in, right. in my Where memory, it was just such of? a thrilling scene, I figured there must have been someone that got cut in half or else I wouldn't remember it so well. It's, <laughs> that, it's just the suspense <laughs> of it. It's the, I think that's, it, that's what makes this movie so good is that even that, like you said, you think so much about it, It's obviously built around the idea of this uh, bus scenario, but you know, like you said, that elevator sequence is, it, is one of the best sequences of any action movie. I mean, that alone could have ended up being a movie. That's what's so great about it is that you almost could separate the two into like two movies and the elevator sequence could stand alone on its own and be just as thrilling. And I don't think a single shot is wasted. I feel like, and I think the reason you feel like, you feel like that woman is doomed when, and I think that's why maybe even I remembered it as, oh, is this person going to get it out alive? It's because the scene is progresses so well that I don't know. Even a movie from 1994 has 
the suspense of a movie made today. <laughs> but that's well. That's the thing is you know, <laughs> those those poor saps in '94. <laughs> <laughs> but that you know that's I I think that it, rather than like comparing like like suspense movies of today with a movie from the '90s like that is that like it's almost like what what's so great about that and I think that movies from today owe it more obviously because you know they're more recent but it's it ages well. Speed ages well, and and the best part about it is that there's no CGI. That it's it's built solely on uh, a, a thrilling premise. That beginning, at least, and the whole movie itself too. But uh, it starts with just such like an engaging uh, premise that doesn't really like like you said doesn't waste any shots. Gets right down to business. Doesn't have anything like fluffy to it. There, it's just this like kind of like hardcore action sequence that kind of takes you on a ride for 20 minutes because within right after the credits, Dennis Hopper's already blowing some poor sap away and then it just starts right there. You know, it's like, there's no messing around. It's just right into an action movie. Does he not stab him in the head? Isn't that how? The oh yeah. Oh, he stabs I him in the neck. About that. He That's stabs right. him right in the neck. That's right. So yeah. And I feel like that does a lot to set up the universe movie. of the movie that, where you play the first minute like that, it it puts you enough on edge that you're like, okay, well maybe this anything can, ha- can happen in this movie. That's what I like about it, is that is that I know that Dennis Hopper means business when he doesn't even see. That's what's so great about a villain like him is that you know when you know that when you immediately know that he's willing to do anything, it automatically makes him a more terrifying villain because rather than him, you know, even if he just were to like knock the guy out or something. You know, obviously right. doesn't have the same effect, but the fact that he goes so far as to just stab a guy in the neck, uh, or what, what does he stab him in the head, the neck? I, I can't think it's him. in the ear. In the ear, okay, even better. So he stabs a guy in the ear. Right there, I go, okay. He doesn't have any skull or anything. He just goes right through. Just goes <laughs> right through. That. That's, and then that's another thing. That's a real tough stab. That's a real tough stab, and a very accurate stab to go right through the ear. So now I know that this guy really is... is uh, he's a pro. Yeah, he's a pro. So can, can we talk about how he only is asking for three million dollars oh in the entire movie? I thought we might get around to this later, but how about the fact that, um, you know, they how much damage was caused to that city? How much was that that plane that they crashed the bus into? That's like a, a hundred fifty million dollar plane that they just destroy. <laughs> Not to mention, I, I find it, you know, hard. I guess, I, I don't know, I guess, you know, once they figured out that the camera was on the bus, too, I find it hard to believe that he would have been able to, like, tap into all this stuff. I know he was a bomb, a demolition expert, but I didn't know Dennis Hopper was so good at hacking into a, a uh, into everyone's camera on Earth. I, I had no idea that he was so well, capable. No, see, I took that as he, insta- he installed the camera in that specific but he, bus. Like, I there, suppose. There weren't, there weren't cameras in every... In every bus. Well, he had the he was he had well he was watching the telecasts of them chasing the so he was able to at least watch those. But you know what I'd love to know is what was what football game was he also watching? <laughs> right as he was watching the uh, right, the which makes me wonder. You know, and this is what I always like about movies is that as a sports fan, I wonder. Okay, so Keanu Reeves is going to work the next day. It's obviously a weekday morning. I would assume unless he, you know, I mean, he's a cop, so he could be working on a Saturday, but. There is no such thing as a football game on at seven in the morning. I don't know what he was watching. Did, did Dennis Hopper put this on hold? Did he? Did he? 
VCR? Did he, he tape? Taped, he taped the game last night because he was busy. so busy setting this bomb up. Right. Or There's... maybe you found the only hole in speed. No, because here's <laughs> another hole. <laughs> so how come it the took second... him two years to set up this elevator plan? Uh, but he puts together this uh, exploding bus thing overnight. <laughs> and that two seems years... like a much more spectacular plan. Right, because two years of planning the elevator thing, it all fell apart in ten minutes. The bus, <laughs> right. say, that... he almost had it. Actually, you know, yeah, he really did. If, if he had just... You know, I think he's like any villain, though. He, he gets the bets of himself. And, uh, you know, that hubris that he has. I Since mean, we're still talking about him, what exactly is his motivation through this whole movie? <laughs> he got—he was really, really upset about getting fired. I th- I think but that, he didn't get fired. He retired. That's why well, he had he that watch, right? Didn't give him a good enough pension. Is, isn't that what it was? But then they show his house, and it's—it's it's a pretty nice house. It's a fine. What's his big? What's his beef? He, he lost a did finger he, as a demolition expert. That's not bad. Think, That's a pretty well, good run. It, and when he became a cop, did he think that, like, you were given a million dollars when you retired? <laughs> that, like, they gave you a sack of money and you just were whisked away? $3.7 million, perhaps? <laughs> That's, you know, I, to me, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know what wronged, I don't know who wronged him in such a way that he had to get, you know, explosive on everybody. Oh! <laughs> that was... So good, Steve. Well, thank you. Also, uh, if if this whole thing could have been avoided, if you remember when Keanu Reeves is running after the bus, like he first finds out there's a bomb on it, and then he's got to steal that guy's car, but the entire time the bus isn't up to 50 miles an hour yet. Right. If he had just shot the tires out. Yeah. I mean, he had a gun with him. He's a cop. It, he was willing to break on that like sports car he was driving to break off the front door. Right. Right. I think and he'd risk, be willing to risk shoot his to and that citizen's life to get on the bus when he could have just stopped the entire thing. Yeah, but in Are you city- insured? <laughs> <laughs> in, pop, in Keanu's pop quiz, defense, buddy. Do you have car <laughs> insurance? In Keanu's defense, that guy did end up enjoying that ride by the end of it. That's true. He we, did kind of have a good time. <laughs> and we we found out too that when he crashed into the medium, he didn't actually die. Right. So right. everything was fine. <laughs> just got was, just got soaked. Just all the other people that they're driving past and driving through are killed. But as long as that one guy didn't die. Ten years yeah. of uh, higher insurance insurance premiums, Dan. I bet he wished he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, going back to the plane thing. Why were they moving that plane around while all this was going on? You're talking about the plane at the end of the movie. The plane at the end of the movie that the bus crashes into. They've had this bus on the tarmac for half an hour going around in circles because there's a bomb on it. And there's still some guy, oh, I gotta gotta get this plane (laughs) in the hangar. Well, see, that's the subplot. There's probably a a whole subplot to that character to where (laughs) earlier in the day the boss said, if he didn't get that plane into that (laughs) hangar by five. (laughs) And then when the plane blows up, he goes, oh, the boss is going to have me for this. <laughs> boss has been breathing down my neck about this plane, man. It was supposed to be in the <laughs> hangar a week ago. 
<laughs> and, and he's another one of the characters who we like very conveniently see made it out of the massive explosion <laughs> that happened on the right, tarmac. Right. Right. Which would have incinerated anyone, but this this hapless worker somehow makes it. <laughs> but uh you know the and we were talking about the uh the end of the movie too with the uh the subway sequence. I mean, it's it, it's of course implausible and ridiculous, but and you that was the only thing that I think that like maybe I didn't like about speed was that like it was the one sequence in it where it was like you could throw your hands up and be like, yeah, of course Sandra Bullock's gonna get captured because she decides to just oh my walk outside the van when the, when there are snipers all over the place and they're <laughs> undergoing this like intense operation where they're gonna kill this uh, terrorist, but she needs to get out and stretch her legs for a minute. <laughs> so to me, it's I don't know. That was the one, the one thing where I was like, okay, well, I guess you have to get to this point where she gets taken. Right, right. But here's here's something that bothered me. Speaking of that, end and well, the train scene is how come the uh, control panel on the train could take you know twenty bullets and the brakes don't work on it and you can't slow the train down, but you can still speed the train up. You can speed that sucker <laughs> up. Though. That's the Better one believe. thing that won't be disabled by a massive amount of gunfire is the train can always go faster. Oh, absolutely. And also, why did he do that? And also, why did he risk so many people's lives in the process? We had to jump the tracks, Dan. How would, how would you slow the train down? <laughs> I think in reality what would happen is he'd say, I'm going to speed this train up, and then it would just crash and explode right at the moment where the track ends. That would be my guess. I think what would really happen is as soon as you shot the, the, the control panel, the train would just stop moving. That's my thought. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably a good point too. But then again, that wouldn't be as exciting. No, I guess ultimately it is just a movie. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, what are we really talking about here, Bronson? <laughs> so, what do you guys think of Keanu Reeves in this film? I tell you what, I miss Keanu Reeves, the '90s action star. I really do. Uh, between this and Point Break and The Matrix. I can't get enough of Keanu Reeves. I love him, and I and I wish I feel like the Matrix sort of ruined him. To be honest with you, go on, ruin him. I, I don't, I don't think. Think he got he too big ever, for his britches? I don't think no. He doesn't come off as the kind of guy who's too big for his britches. But you know, I mean, he was a legitimate bona fide action star in the '90s, and I think that after doing those three Matrix movies, he either got burned out or people just think of him now as Neo, no matter what. That I think it kind of screwed him over a little bit, and and not to mention that like those Matrix movies were so tiresome and so long, and for the most part boring, that I think people like soured on him, and and that was like that's when he became like a caricature of himself as an action star. In Speed, he's just a straight action star. Right. He's just a badass cop. I don't even know the last movie to have come out that I. I would have seen him in. I think I caught parts of the day the Earth stood still. That wasn't very good. That's the last one, isn't it? It might be. Constantine was uh, one of the ones previous to that. Um, then he and even that, you know, he just the lake house. Yeah, but nothing. Wait, did that reunite him with Sandra Bullock? I think it did. Yeah. So in a way, it's almost a sequel to Speed. It, it is, and that because there's that line in the lake house where Sandra Bullock says. You know, relationships that begin. Under- <laughs> <laughs> and that's and then she winks at the camera and 
then they, and then and they all like smile and that's how you're supposed to know it's from speed. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I haven't seen the lake house, but I think that's what I've heard. <laughs> that's pretty solid logic. <laughs> this is this is the movie that made Sandra Bullock a star. Is that right? I think so. Oh, huh. this is. I mean, this yeah. movie was a massive success, and before it, I'm gonna look it up. While you're looking that up, eight. real quick, going back yeah. to the uh, scene at the airport, you remember the thing they they got all the uh, all the passengers off onto it was like that shuttle bus for driving in the airport. Yeah. Why would that be able to go up to fifty miles an hour? What reason would that have for those things go? Like a max of fifteen miles an hour, I thought. I'm I'm no expert on it, but Well, I don't know. Was that just a shuttle for I so, guess that was just a yeah, shuttle for like for... driving on the airport. Right. I guess I've never looked or asked the drivers at the airport if, if those things can get up to fifty miles an hour. Yeah. And well that that thing wasn't going fifty, that thing was going like fifty five sixty. Right. Very fast for the, for that machine, I would yeah. think. You I would yeah, I would probably assume that, that uh, that that shuttle bus was on its last legs when it was transporting those people over. Um, so, so we haven't really talked about the the entire sequence in the movie that takes place on the bus. So what probably, what that about that? Okay, I guess <laughs> that, that was okay. What what about that sequence makes this an essential movie of the nineties? Well, other than an excellent premise, I think. I will. I think. It, I mean, that's mostly it. it's that premise, and then it's that like that tense atmosphere. You know, I think that's what like the what '90s movies have done so well is if they've create they are, they're so great at like creating like completely buying into a into a um, into a premise into a plot. So like as insane as the idea of if a bomb if a bomb or if a bus goes under 50 miles an hour, the bus blows up. As insane a premise as that is, like. They the the fact that that speed believes it and that like the scene on the bus is so intense without like any like there are no like stupid jokes there are no like uh you know there's no like wisecracking guy really I mean Alan Ruck plays sort of like a comic relief but he's but you can like but he's not really he's, he's not, not like very a, funny <laughs> right he's just that's not true. fun but that's not his point I don't think that's his I don't think that's his character right I, I think what's so great is that like it it completely it buys into it and never takes you out of it. And I think that's what makes it so good to me is that the whole time it's just like intense sequence where like, you don't know, like if when you're watching speed for the first time, you don't know how they're going to get out of it. What, what, how could they possibly get off this bus? And that's what's so cool about it. I got to wonder whether, um, they it would have been a more interesting movie if the supporting characters on the bus were played a larger role or because we only really know like three of them it's that alan ruck character and the bus driver and the, that's pretty much who we come in contact with because yeah, I, I mean well, you kind of know there's that, like, uh, there's a uh, gigantor yeah gigantor the spanish guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, well the yeah, old woman who blows up the old woman who uh, blows up under the bus that one yeah. really stuck with me when i saw this as a kid Oh yeah, yeah, that's traumatizing as a kid. Hey, you know what? That was her problem. <laughs> she didn't listen to Keanu Reeves and his rules. That's true. I can't. I can't help you. Uh, and well, then and then there was the the kid 
with the gun um, who shot the bus driver. So, you know, you got a little bit of a – I'm not sure what you could get out of it, what else you could get out of it because eventually – because you've already got Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, Dennis Hopper, even Jeff Bridges' character um, and, the, and the chief. So I think you get just enough out of those, out of those people. Just what I need. <laughs> now, uh, I think we got to talk about the, Did you, say, the did you say Jeff Bridges' character? Oh, I mean Jeff Daniels, sorry. You know, Jeff Bridges I <laughs> almost played uh, Jack. In I this. think I've got that on, I think that's why I've got it on the brain. <laughs> do tell me, do tell Bronson who was the alternate choice for the character of Annie. There were a number of them, most notably, perhaps, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Could you believe that? <laughs> I, I... I want to know how Ellen DeGeneres' name comes up in so many movies as potential actresses. I, I, she's just never in she, anything. No, she was considered for every role on Earth. She was considered <laughs> for everything, but just just missed the cut. Yeah, she <laughs> almost got Kate Winslet's character in Titanic, I think. I read that, but the the uh, sticking point was that she wanted to wear her usual outfit of a, a blazer and white <laughs> shoes. And they said, we can't, this is a period piece, we can't do that. And that was it. It's always those little things, you know, in the contract. <laughs> you know, these act, it's, it's these Hollywood types that want to treat the world like it's their oyster. <laughs> um, so what do, you, what do you guys think of the, the sequence in the movie where they have to jump the bridge with the bus? I don't know, Dan. What do you think of it? <laughs> well, I brought it up because I think of all the things in the movie, that might be the one that breaks my believability the most. I'll I'll accept the train sequence. I'll accept everything, but the, I, I, I don't I don't know. Didn't I read in IMDb trivia that they they did jump a a bus over something? Is that yeah, that's true? So but, uh, so it should be the most believable part because of everything <laughs> in the movie. That's what actually happened. But when they show my my beef with that sequence is that when they show the actual bridge, it's clear that there's no possible way that it could happen if, if they had right. just like cut the shot of showing the actual distance between the bridge i think they could have made it work yeah that was a huge gap and at no point when they showed that uh broken bridge or unfinished bridge that it looked like there was any sort of like ramp for them to jump off yeah of. that's always there's there's that like big jump it takes at the end you know <laughs> where it just sort of all of a sudden the front of the bus just flips way up <laughs> right there's Fairly unbelievable. <laughs> Fairly unbelievable, but I've got to say, I, I for some reason, because I, it had been so long since I've seen that movie, thought that maybe it was going to like not make the jump. Right. I still was pretty tense about it. I, I wasn't sure if it was going to make the jump or not. I thought maybe it would land somehow on the road below. So for you know, I actually. I bought into it. Well, you know, and Cal was California is a pretty progressive state. Maybe they've got a safety law that says if there's an unfinished bridge, there's got to be a ramp at the end, just in case. <laughs> just, just in case, because they know the drivers are so crazy there that just in <laughs> case someone's on some sort of like coke bender, right? And they're driving on an unfinished freeway, something might happen, and they have yeah, to be able to make it to the other side. I get that. I get. That. That's why that. That's why that state is broke. <laughs> Yeah, because they're too busy building ramps for unfinished freeways. 
Now, now speed was actually very critically well received at the time, which is pretty interesting, I think, just because I th well, I think one of the reasons we chose speed was it's an example of a popcorn movie in the '90s that's also just a standalone movie. It's not. It doesn't. Well, it did have a sequel. It didn't belong to a franchise. It wasn't a superhero movie. It was just this right. standalone premise. Right. That I don't know if a movie like this could get made. What's the very last movie today? like? I that? was just. Gonna, What's the last movie you've seen like that? A standalone Simon. movie like this? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I was just about to ask the same question that Dan was bringing up. Was could this movie be made today? Could the, could a movie like Speed be made today? It, it could be made as like a lower budget action movie that was released in like February. But there's no way this could be like the summer action movie. I bet Speed Four could could be made today speed if they made a speed three i think that they'd try to market it as a summer release this was released in on june 10th of 1994 so this was a summer i mean this was your summer movie yeah right. and i you know yeah i mean it, that's tough this would be one of those movies that's released in like maybe february but like march or september one of those months where it, if it doesn't do well it doesn't necessarily matter but yeah it's really tough to see this being made today because i i think movies are made now almost all the time with the intention like with the intention of could this be made into a sequel right or actually i mean so many of them already are sequels what what came out this year uh that oh. was an action movie men in black three uh well you had the superhero movies yeah dark knight I mean, even Taken Two, you know. Right. I mean, that, and that, and the original one was so good. But oh boy, I mean, it, it is really tough. It is very tough to see a movie like this being made today. But yeah, it would have to be like it would have to be like a low budget. It reminds me. Oh man, of Wrath of the Titans got made. Yes, That's a sequel. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the sequel to Clash of the Titans. Oh God. I saw now, this, neither of them. <laughs> for whatever reason, this movie reminds me of um, that John Travolta movie um, from Paris with Love, where he's that uh, hitman, and uh, he shows up with, uh, you know, an intent to kill just about every Frenchman he sees. Um, <laughs> to me, and I obviously the premises are like completely different, but that's the kind of like movie that it would have to be today where it was like a small somewhat seen uh people who hear it are like yeah okay i saw that i think you know or something like that it's like one of those movies like it would have to be that um because if speed was made today with like the standards that are today we'd already be looking at like speed five right now right like if speed one was made in 2004 it's 2013 we would have speed four we we would have speed four or five right now. I think that's a pretty safe bet. What a tragedy that we don't. <laughs> a speed three. I, I, well, you know, you've got your Fast and Furious movies, so those are kind of your. Uh, those are like your speed of the of the later day, right? Kind of. Would you say the Fast and Furious franchise is kind of <laughs> like it? I think we understand the question, Steve. <laughs> I want you to answer me. <laughs> let, let me answer answer your question with another question. How do you think this movie would have been different with uh, Alan Rickman in place of Dennis Hopper? 
Is that, a, is that, was that a real thing? Yeah, let me just ask it. It's not a real thing. It's, I mean, it's real that I'm coming you up mean, with like it with now. You mean like with Hans Gruber as Dennis Hopper's character? Right. Because originally I, I was thinking about making a joke about Alan Ruck and Alan Rickman. What if Alan Rickman played his character? But I, I didn't really see it. <laughs> it's good It's good that you avoided it and then told us about how you did it. <laughs> uh, actually, I think Dennis Hopper is the perfect villain for a movie like this. Because just like how uh, Rickman was so good for Die Hard because of his somewhat faux accent and just kind of ridiculous character. Dennis Hopper is like a ridiculous character unto himself, but he fits this sort of movie. Right. Um, He's believable as an ex-cop. A crazy ex-cop. Yeah. Maybe maybe it needs that camp appeal because Dennis Hopper is very campy in this movie and I think Alan Rickman will... I don't know. it, It would be a more serious villain. Right. But maybe for this movie, everything has to just be in that tone of camp. Yeah, he's yeah. I'd say both both are. I think both are kind of in a campy level. And I think that's another thing, though. That's what makes you know these old action movies so good. That gets lost today is you've got memorable villains, and you you not only do you have memorable memorable villains, but you also have memorable um, schemes that they're hatching. I think uh, you know the villains back in our day, the villains knew how to hatch. A crazy plot you know what i mean and, and they had yeah. some real personality i think these you know these uh villains were you know yeah you could fear them but at the for the most part they were like entertaining they're not just these faceless you know like um like in a good day to die hard i didn't know I, villains in that movie was who was just, the villain um, there was, was was there any one villain there was a guy eating a carrot it was just every was, everyone in russia except that cab driver was a, was a bad guy right and you know obviously that takes so much away from the movie you know i even in even in the die hard four it was you, timothy oliphant was your villain but nah you know it's like okay i guess you know a movie like speed dennis hopper that's a villain that is a that is a <laughs> that's a, a bad guy a straight up guy with bad intentions and that's what's so good. But I mean, that's what adds to the appeal of the movie. You got to have both sides, right? But we've, uh, you know, you hear so many people say, and I think we've said it a bunch of times: is there's also like Dennis Hopper is a villain. He's a bad guy. You can look at him, and he's there's a there's a good and a bad in this movie. But we've also talked a lot about um, the appeal of villains as. You know, where you can kind of see where they're coming from. Relatable villains. And I think that's where the Dennis Hopper villain is actually pretty weak. Because I, I at, at no point, I think, are any of his motives supposed to be clear, even. I think it's just supposed to be this camp villain, which is, is very, very fun. But it doesn't really go much farther than that. Right. I mean, you're saying it's a weakness, but I wonder would would Speed, as a film, have suffered if it had that extra facet of like, you know, making the audience really think what is good and bad. I think that's where so many movies nowadays can go wrong, though. I think so many movies now are like in that postmodern, like funk, where they always want to like throw in that extra twist or um, like make you think in that way. And what I like about Speed is that. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't. Who cares? I mean, we joke about how like he was a an ex cop 
and you know he should have probably expected to not be a millionaire by the end by the time he retired but to me it's like it's good it's good and bad it, it as long you know it, it's a clearly defined good and bad and it worked for me right well boys uh if we don't have anything else to add i think this might conclude our first episode that's it that's those were all my notes <laughs> I'm all spat are, are, out. are we heartily recommending this movie to audiences who haven't seen it yet? I can't. I can't imagine any movie we review uh, we won't recommend. I could think of a few. <laughs> I probably would tell someone not to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would definitely recommend Speed. Oh yeah! It's an, if you haven't seen Speed, I don't know how much I want to know you. That's a good way to put it. Do you guys know the <laughs> number plate of the bus? It was twenty five twenty five, and if you add those two numbers together, it comes up to fifty, which was the speed that the bus could not go past, or well, couldn't go below uh, without blowing up. I'll tell you what; it's those kind of things that make speed the movie that it is. <laughs> is that attention? <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's like I mean these these filmmakers operate on a much deeper level than than any of us nobodies to think of something like that. Yeah. It'd be a lot better if this movie was called just Bus. <laughs> <laughs> the Bus Ride to Hell. <laughs> bus Ride. <laughs> that would get me, that would get my juices going. Yeah. <laughs>